What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. All right, and welcome back. As promised, uh, this episode we're going to be identifying some triggers and root causes, uh, maybe what what lies you believed that have um, brought you to where you are. Uh, I I know I have um, I have a very long story spanning you know several several years. So we're going to condense that so you don't have to listen to this podcast for several years uh, to to follow follow through it. But ultimately that that will land with how did how did I wind up or my personal struggle of rejection. And so this has been my most recent discovery that I'm dealing with rejection. I would have never thought that I was. If you would have asked me when I started. You know, are you depressed? No. Are you dealing with rejection? No. Once I realized that, okay, maybe I am depressed. Okay, you're depressed. Do you think you're dealing with rejection? Of course not. Everybody likes me. That's not true. But, um, I, but, <laughs> but, but it's you not know. true for anybody, by the way. Or, uh, well, yes, of course not. Uh, but, um, but I, uh, I mean, no, I'm, you know, rejection. I, I'm, I'm fine. Well, it's I'm, interesting because you talked about not just triggers or lies, believe, but roots. Yeah. What's really interesting is that we we spend a lot of time fruit snipping, mm-hmm. right? So I'll use that phrase. Okay. <laughs> Have I just coined something? Yeah. Fruit snipping. Right. And that is where we treat symptoms. We're 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 just trying to. I don't like feeling like this. What can I? So we medicate. Yes. That can be through behavior. We're treating, treating symptoms. We we're just sent, treating symptoms. Here's the thing though, if you can get to the root, the fruit will die. Yes. If you cut the root, the fruit will die. But here's the thing. But that's harder, Bill. No one wants to do that. No, but here's the thing. The root never looks like the fruit. And that's, that's a very why, good point. That's why we often, if someone says, well, your problem is you're, you're dealing with rejection. No, I'm not. I'm overworked. Yeah. I'm this, that's I'm that, exactly I'm this, right. I'm that. Yeah. Uh, and it, but the root can very well be uh, something completely different. But it's producing this fruit of yep. overwhelm. It's producing this fruit. And so in years and years of working with people and doing some counseling and so forth, my goal was always, let's see if we can get to the root. And, and rather than doing all this fruit snipping, because you can snip right. the fruit, it just comes back. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, yeah. the, the, the root is still alive. Uh, but if we can figure that out, if we can drill down in to what is with the understanding, the root may not look anything like the fruit that we're seeing on the surface. Right. Uh, and I think that's the denial a lot of people walk in is like, no, there's no way. There couldn't be that. No, it, it, no, no. This is what I'm of doing. Of course. And of we course. disassociate. But those who work in these fields know very well that there are things that happen to us at a very young age. Uh, they get reinforced as we get older. Right. These, these lies that we just believe about ourselves or that we, even worse, that we tell ourselves. Yep. Uh, those are some of the strongest lies, right? So... As you mentioned, that whole thing about triggers and roots and that you're discovering, maybe I am dealing with rejection. Right. Another element <laughs> of progress, by yep. the way. Another marker to say, 
I'm discovering that there may be a root here producing some of these things. And if I can get to that, treat that, deal with yeah. that, this other stuff will, will go away. Right. So last night was, um, it was the youth service that we have, um, you know, every, every Wednesday. And, um, so I was, I was talking to someone in the, in the booth after that, she's a good friend of ours. And, um, so she said, so how's it going? And then, so I just said, well, do you want the, you know, the routine? Hey, everything's great answer. Or <laughs> do you like, you, are you like really asking? And he was like, well, you know me. I mean, I'm, I'm always really asking because I mean, that's the type of person that she is. And I was like, okay, I'll humor you. I said, I just le- recently learned that I'm dealing with rejection. And she, like, you could see the expression kind of wash across her face. She was like, it's not like more than she had bargained for. It was like, she could not believe that I had just said that. And other people could say it would be, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. But me, because, and we have a, we have a great working relationship together, but she knows me and she was thrown, um, to, to say the least. And so I, I but I went on to, to tell her, I said, this is something that I've, um, kind of uncovered recently. You and I actually had lunch uh, yep. to, to talk about this. I said, I need to ask you some, some questions. I'm, I'm dealing, I'm dealing with some rejection and I, but I'm, this is, this is current. This is real time. This is, I have, we have now been brought up to speed. This is a real time thing for me. I don't know what the roadmap looks like ahead of this. This is as current as it possibly gets. So I have the, the state that I'm in now is that I have identified, um, Dealing, dealing with rejection, and I at least know where some of the sources come from. So, but like you said, all the way back to childhood, for me, um, I went to an elementary school, and it was kind of filtered out. It was, you know, it, it, it's here locally, and it's, you know, it's a prominent elementary school, and um, a lot of, you know, a lot of the prominent members, you know, of society, which my family was not, I was kind of thrown into the mix, but the expectations <laughs> to perform, yep. uh, you know, were, were, were the same. But I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have all the right clothes. I didn't, you know, I didn't look, you know, look the right way. I didn't go, go the right places. My parents weren't, you know, we weren't really friends. They didn't, you know, hobnob together or anything. But I was made fun of there on a daily basis, not a weekly basis or a frequent basis. I'm talking about a daily basis, multiple times per day, mm-hmm. trying to get off the bus last so you can get to class last so that the bell can ring and you can start trying to get out of there as soon as you can to the, to the pickup line to wait, to jump into your mom's station wagon. That's how we rolled right. literally. Uh, <laughs> and just burst into tears. Yeah. Uh, later we got a minivan, which was another reason to cry, yes. but, True. but you know, so, you know, now we've got multiple things going on, but I did that. That was for five years. That was my elementary school experience for five years. I was, I was made fun of, um, viciously. So when I started, I went to a new, uh, a new school in, in sixth grade, switched school district. So new face, new crowd, new clean slate, if you will. So I right. learned, or at least tried to, you know, a- adopt, all right, I've got one chance to make a good impression. And so I chose the route of trying to be nice and funny. So, and it worked phenomenally well, yeah, too well in yeah. a lot of cases. Um, and I don't know if we'll get to that, what I, what I mean by that or not, but eh, we probably will, but it, it worked really, really well. I was friends with everybody, all the different, you know, you have your different groups, yep. you know, you have your, your Hicks, your Cowboys, you know, you oh, have yeah. your, your skaters, you know, you have your preppy kids and, you know, a whole lot of others, you know, groups, you know, all mixed in there. And I had friends in every last circle. Uh, and you know, 
that was that I was known for being an intermediary when some of these groups would have um, that specifically, you know, you'd have the, you'd have the cowboy population and the Hispanic population. They would find themselves at war in mm. East Texas, you know, in the, in, in the mid nineties. Right. And I, I, more than once I was kind of like an intermediary. Hey, you know, that's not really what he meant, you know, and, but I was accepted on both sides, you know, of the, of the argument. How, you know, how did I find myself there? And then being funny, I, I like to be funny. Sometimes I think I'm funnier than what I am. So, mm. so uh, but it's you, called being a dad. So yes, yeah. I was very early. I was yeah. into the dad jokes. Yeah. So that probably explains explains a lot, <laughs> you know, in and of itself. But the next thing that I dealt with, you know, rejection wise, the the middle school and high school experience went really well um, overall, um, and not. Not, you know, not really a lot to complain about. There were, you know, different hiccups. I mean, you're, you're a teenager, you're growing up, you're becoming a young adult and, you know, so nothing, nothing earth shattering there. But right after I got out of um, junior college, so this is putting me at 21, mm. right? On, on that, I was, was dating a girl and we came up with a brilliant idea to get married. Mm. Uh, a lot of people told us uh, that, hey, you should wait for a little while and do some growing up. Which was great advice, and we took every opportunity we could to ignore that advice because yes. we were in love. Because we're the exception. Right, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after, um, after a stint in, in Bible school, um, we, we, were, we found ourselves at a place where the marriage was not going to continue. Um, and you want to talk about rejection. Oh, yeah. Because here I am, I'm, I'm on an ultimate high in life, not, not high in life. I was not taking, <laughs> not, not right. taking anything, but not substances, you know, but life was going for, for me. Great. I, um, we, I had completed, um, Bible school and was ready for the next thing. I was going to be moving back to my hometown and, and going to, uh, to finish, you know, finish my bachelor's degree there, which I did, but I did that with an immense amount of unclaimed baggage. Um, and, wrote in my head all the reasons that it was my fault, all the reasons that it wasn't my fault. And just, but, and I was rejected for no reason. Then there was the, but I accept these reasons. That's why I was definitely rejected. So there was just, everything was, yes, you were completely rejected. And so that was, yeah, that was the pill. It's undeniable. Yes. This is the pill that I swallowed uh, as I was going through the recovery process. Now, recovery sounds like you're getting, over something, right? Me, I was learning how to live with it. There's right. a very, very big difference. I didn't know the difference at the time. Sure. Um, going to counseling wasn't really something that was, you know, ever considered. Should have been, but you know, I'm, I'm big tough man. I'll figure it out on my own. Right. Uh, I've got which, a Bible degree. Right. Yes, exactly. I know mm-hmm. how to read the Bible. Um, <laughs> probably would have helped if I would have done it more. But I mean, that's that's another <laughs> another story. Uh-huh. But so so there's this huge huge rejection there. Fast forward um, a little little bit. I was uh, released from a job, um, and it was not nicely said. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have been. And what they said happened did not happen. But it was one of these. You know, it's big corporate America, and and it's like, dude, you're out. Mm-hmm. And so there was no there was no sense in fighting it. And it doesn't even matter what what the circumstances were. But it was like, I, okay. So this is done. It's fine. Wasn't a fan of the job anyway. Right. But 
um, nonetheless, you know, rejection. Here's now these people that can make up lies on you and, and make it stick. And now you're, you know, you're getting canned. Okay, that's a huge area of rejection. All right, fast forward um, a couple couple more years. I have moved to the Metroplex. I'm going to take a job there, and I did. And it was in a, in a field that I've had lots of experience in. It was um, in, in audio system design. And, I mean, that's long long been a, a passion of mine and something I've been in, you know involved with. Just for clarity, that's Dallas-Fort Worth for anyone who's listening yes. to this who is not from this region ah, and yes. may not know what the Metroplex yes, is. Yes, sorry, yes. Uh, Dal- but the Metroplex Dallas is Dallas-Fort Dallas, Fort Worth. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Thank you. So, so we've moved uh, from, from, from Longview hometown out, out to Dallas. Uh, I am in what I would say is a dream job. And, um, six weeks after I was on the job and had just returned, um, from Infocom, big, uh, you know, industry trade show, I, I came back and they're like, well, uh, this is your last week with us. I'm like, what? How? Huh? I mean, I had all these great ideas, made all these great connections, um, you know, at, at the, at the show. And was ready to just really dig in. And I mean, I had a lease on, on life and on this job. I'm going to plow through. And then, oh, oh, yeah, you're fired. Wasn't anything that I did. They were very honest and upfront about that. This is, this is not about you. We made some financial miscalculations. We're, you know, this is not going to be sustainable for us. We want to stop now and give you, you know, uh, give you a chance to, you know, to get something else. Yeah, it doesn't hurt any less. No, not one bit. Yeah. And I internalized that on a level that, I didn't realize for, well, until recently, because this is my passion. And now I had been rejected inside of my passion. and something that for the most part, I've been paid a little bit to do it, but for the most part has been something that uh, I've all, always volunteered uh, done. It's just been volunteer services. I like it that way. It's my way to give back to the kingdom and to give to the local church. And I like it. Um, but now I've been rejected inside of my passion. Yeah. Um, the only thing worse would be someone rejecting something that I cook that would just, oh, I don't, I yeah. don't know that I could get past that. Right. Right. So, um, but here I am, um, dealing with the rejection of, um, getting, getting let go from that job. And we were kind of in a wilderness experience. Then we were away from the hometown, away from our support system, um, meeting new people, but it was like, well, the only thing that we really know to do, uh, is, is to go back, to go back home, which we did. Uh, it, and it took a little while. And during, during that time, I really got some of my priorities in order. It was okay, family, I'm going to be this. We're not going to chase the, uh, the rat race dream and, you know, see how high we can climb on different corporate ladders and stuff. Uh, because my wife and I spent some time apart, not separated, but she lived here. I was working there. Right. Uh, you know, so we're, yep. you know, we're, we're two and a half hour, uh, two and a half hours apart. Uh, so I, I was living at our apartment, um, in, in, in the Dallas area. And, and she was actually living with my parents. Um, she was, had gotten a great job here. Um, and I was trying to make a go of things out there with, you know, with, with another company that didn't work either. Ultimately I retreated back to, uh, Longview as well and went to work for a church. Now this is my crowning achievement in, in all things rejection. Um, and it was, and and it really, it wasn't orchestrated by any one person. No person set out to reject me specifically, uh, more or less. Uh, but in the aftermath, what happened was, you know, you, you, everyone's familiar with the phrase, you get thrown under the bus, Mm -hmm. right? And they'll say, Oh, I didn't even hear that bus coming. Listen, I'll tell you by the time I realized which end was up that bus, I had, I was under it. I was being held under it. They had driven over me, backed up and driven over me again. And circumstantial, 
but you want to talk about rejection. Yeah. And if you walked through any of that with, you know, some of the people that I was working with, working for, it's not what anyone intended at all. No one could ever be that malicious. Right. I mean, except maybe in a Hollywood script. Yeah, right. Sure. But how, what I was left with was I'm quite possibly the worst person in the world. Um, and I don't know that, you know, I think I'll go to church again. I'll never, you know, I'll never work at a church again. I'll never, you know, even serve at a church again. I'm just going to be a fly on the wall. And in it, and from that, from that time of when that separation occurred, and 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 I landed at at my current church. I, I it was two years on the sidelines yeah. before before I did anything. Uh, the pastor here was phenomenally protective and insulated with me because he knew that it locally I have a reputation. I have you know what what, what is the, the Liam Neeson thing? I have a certain you know set of skills. Yes. You know, right? Yes. So, but they're in high demand uh, around here, um, and and in short supply. They're in yes. high demand everywhere, but they're in short supply here. So, uh, but he was. Regardless of how much he wanted, you know, some uh, wanted for me to do some of what I was good at doing, he was not going to let me get used by or abused by another church. He wasn't going to let that even though that would be the last thing he would ever contemplate doing. He wasn't going to allow for the uh, for things to unfold that way at all. So he's like, "You're you're out for you know for a while in a very loving way." Sure, but. That, like I said, that is rejection extraordinaire. So you, I've got this, and it's not a continual twenty-year or a thirty-year pattern. Actually, it's it's longer than that, Bill. And I really don't. Ow, that that hurts a little bit. So yeah. we're going back to the. Uh, hey, you're not getting sympathy yeah, from me. So we're we're mid to late eighties um, <laughs> through, uh, you know, through mid uh, mid two uh, thousands. We're in the teens uh, when some of this transpired. So, um, you know, I. Uh, it was it was not continual rejection, but it was recurring uh, and escalating every time. Yeah. So I would tell you that it was much easier to overcome a divorce than it was to go through the separation from from the church. How it happened. Right. And that made getting made fun of every day in elementary school total cakewalk. Total cakewalk. So we're ramping up, and I'm embracing it. And I've really had to to think, ponder, and pray about a lot of this to figure out. Okay, wow, that's a lot, you know, and and it's kind of you know, when you go back to visit all the places where you feel like you're you, you've been rejected. Well, it's like okay, well, why haven't you? Some a, a spiritual person and trusted friend, not and and not you. This is not a question you pose, just for clar- clarification. <laughs> but someone someone asked me, was well, why don't, why don't you take it to God? And I was like, oh no. No, no, no. Did I'm you not... just Jesus juke me? Right. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I said, no, no, yep. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, well, well, why? And I really, really struggled to answer him. But, and, and I didn't actually, I, I deflected when, when we met because I'm like, I just don't want to talk about this right now. But the, the truth and, and the answer was, I felt like I'd been rejected by God because right. you, 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 when you're raised in, in church and different things, I always say, well, Jesus is close by and all you got to do is reach out and different mm-hmm. things and all well, I look back on, you know, the times on the playground when, you know, it's five to one and they're yeah. standing around me, standing around me, making fun of me. Yeah. I'm like, well, where were you? You know, uh, and in the middle of the middle of the divorce, post-graduation from Bible school. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where you know, were you? Where, where were you? You know, why didn't I know? Why didn't I have? And of course we had warnings. We really don't want to get into that. But then, you know, but, but then with the, the church separation, where were you? Hmm. But 
I'm, and I'm still working my way back through some of that, but I can, I can tell you that, you know, Dina and I've been married for over, over 16 years now. Um, and we have a phenomenal marriage and the person that I was married to originally was, you know, very nice person. Dina's very, very different. My life took a radically different course than it was ever going to take there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know everything that was going to take place on the other course, but I know where this course has led us and I don't want anything different. Right. This is, I, I'm living the dream as they say, yes, depressed and all and re- feeling rejected and all. I, I still am, am, am living the dream. So, um, where was I going with that? Um, well, part of the, the processing back through the, oh, the yes, different episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're, so, so we're working, working backwards through this. Where was um, God? Right. And I, I, you know, with being separating from the church, there was a lot of things going on there. There's a lot of variables. And when I look at how things separated, how tidy it was, you know, um, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they, they said they came out of the fire and they didn't even, their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. Yeah. Ultimately, after the dust all settled from that and there was a separation, um, I, I, you know, there was, there was no trace of smoke. Uh, and there could have been, yeah. uh, there, there definitely could have been, and it could have been a lot uglier, you know, than what it was, but, but all parties did, did well. Mm-hmm. Um, I carried stuff that I shouldn't have and I should have immediately gone to, you know, to a therapist when that happened. But again, you know, therapist means weakness and that's okay for other people because they need that, but not me because I'm, I'm super strong. Right. Uh, and very spiritually healthy. Uh, you know, right. No, so, no, question. Yeah, go, clearly, yeah, no, clearly. No, yeah. So everything's mistakes fine. Were made, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, you know, that th- this is what I've identified in just the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I, uh, I've basically booked out my therapist for the, you know, 2023 calendar. There you are. Uh, so we're gonna, yeah. uh, she's, she's got her hands full. Well, here's the thing, Ben, what you're talking about is, is one of the lies we believe is that we're the only ones experiencing these things. Right. And that's just not true. Um, I can, re- I can identify as you share your story, I can identify points in my own experience where I experienced much the same thing, even going back to, uh, high school, junior high, even some in elementary, um, I can identify with a lot of these things. Um, they all peaked kind of in my high school time Mm -hmm. because it was brutal. Uh, and you know, anyway, without going into my story, the, the, I can relate. The point is the big lie is I can't talk about this because I'm the only one this is happening to everybody else has got this figured out. Everybody else is living this charm life. Everybody else is experiencing all these wonderful things. I'm the one get taking the hit of rejection. And so that becomes a lie that triggers all kinds of things. In fact, when we deal with rejection, when rejection is a root, we anticipate it and we head it off at the pass by either saying, I don't care right, or I'll reject you first. Uh, these are these are ways we we try to cope when rejection is a an issue for us a button or, or a trigger or a root however we're going to define it right um, it becomes a thing with, that must be avoided at all costs right yeah because of its pain one of the things because you you know this of course uh, our listening audience I'm going to use that word audience as yeah, there are absolutely many yes uh, I'm I'm just gonna 
We're available to the entire about world. This. Yes, yeah. we're global yes. in our reach. Yes. Yeah. So for for our audience, I I do work with people uh, and coach people and help with leaders going through seasonal uh, transition or transitions in their life or in their work or whatnot. And one of the things that I know firsthand is that one of the hardest transitions is when it wasn't your decision. Somebody else decides, nope, we're done. We're walking. And and suddenly I'm in a transitional season, but it wasn't my choice. I didn't decide to do it. Right. But the first thing that I want people to understand, and this is important when that happens, it's going to hurt. There's pain. Yeah. There's, there's, gonna be there's pain no way around it. That you can't deny it. It's going to hurt, but the, you get to choose something. This is really significant. And you mentioned Dr. Henry Cloud in a previous episode. Yep. Uh, I, I love his stuff. And I heard him say something really resonated with me. Uh, and I often share it with other people. And that is, I really do get to choose. Yeah. This may hurt, but I get to choose whether it harms. Yeah. That's really right? good. That's I, good. I can choose. Yeah. So I do have that ability. I didn't choose to be in this circumstance, but I can choose. This is painful. It hurts, but I get to decide whether it actually harms me right? going forward. So with rejection and you're talking about these things happening, I know all of anybody listening to this is probably tracking periods and moments in their own life where they felt some rejection. Right. Uh, to some degree, the acceptance of the fact that not everybody's going to like me right. is a challenge. It's... It, why wouldn't you like me? What right. is there not to of like course. about me? Right. So, but, but accepting that as a reality that doesn't disqualify us or doesn't devalue us, it doesn't make us, but those are all the symptoms. Those are all the fruit right. that come up from those rejection experiences. I'm, I obviously I'm being rejected because I'm rejectable. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. I, you know, exactly. So we, we start to let those things creep in, those lies get in there and then we start to anticipate it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we live in that mode. So the fact that you mentioned just recently, you recognize, I would have never thought that was the root here yeah. or a root here. Oh, of course not. Uh, but lo and behold, it's fueling a lot of different symptoms and things that I'm experiencing on the surface. Right. And so drilling down into that and addressing that, uh, being able to come to a healthy understanding right. of I'm not the only one. Right, yeah. Um, it doesn't devalue me in the eyes of God. It does not. He did not abandon me. The question was, where was he? Well, the truth is, he was right there with you. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Having access and 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 availing ourselves of that access is two different things, right? Right. So, um, that his promise, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Yeah. But again, in our American culture, we interpret that as I'll always get what I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, things will always go my way. Right. Things will always work out. But now we do have a promise that often gets misquoted as well. He doesn't say that everything that's going to happen to us is good. Right. He says, I, if you trust me, if you'll buy into my purpose for your life, I'll take everything, every circumstance, everything that happens to you, and I will turn it to your advantage. Yeah. If yeah. you'll trust me, I'll take that pain and I won't waste it. Won't waste that pain. Oh, that's good. Uh, I will turn that to your advantage. Uh, and that's something that I think is significant. Anybody out there listening today as we're talking about this, again, coming at it from a little different perspective than what's just commonly held about this area of depression, mental health, rejection issues, all of these things. 
I hope it encourages you today. You're not alone. You're not the only one. And there is a way out. Yeah. And there is. want to encourage you to, to, to believe that. And that as you identify these, these roots, that's the baggage that you can now unpack. Yep. You got to claim it, accept the responsibility for it. Uh, maybe at another um, one of these episodes, I'll talk about um, the idea that just because we want change, we own it, we accept it, doesn't mean we have the ability. Yes. So there may be something we need to right. do to get the ability to have the ability to make this change. That might be a good topic, absolutely, uh, for us to look into later. Well, and so and again, we're we're wrapping up for for this episode today. I do want to make sure that I close the door on something. I said that I felt like I've been rejected by God. That is a feeling that I have. I know that's not the truth, and I need I need to work through that. But but hear me, you have you have not been rejected by God. I have not been. I know I haven't been, but my response has been in in that manner. So that's something that I'm going to be. And working by the on. way, that question doesn't bother God. No, no, uh, no. no. The, the, it bothers read, me. Hey, just read the Psalms. You're right. He asks, "Where are you? How yes. long are you going to put up with yeah. this? When are you going to finally show yeah. up? I mean, Where we, are you?" Yeah. yeah. But that kind yeah. of openness, it's it's one thing to have those feelings. It's something else to go to the Lord with those questions. Right. And ask, but then be honest enough and authentic enough to listen for the answer. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. So you touched on a little bit about transitions, which um, because I've brought everyone current with my let's talk about me uh, and depression saga, um, I want to, um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to need to take some more ground before we have a, a full episode to, we'll to, come back. to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. But, but to be fair, be fair. You're not where you were. Nope. You've no, got, not at all. You've got multiple markers to yes. celebrate progress, Yeah. to stay motivated, to stay engaged in this process. Right. And I hadn't wanted a cigarette all day. Well, there you, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. I well, don't smoke, but. Lots of wins. Right. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll see y'all next time. Don't forget, please, uh, if you have any questions, topics that you'd like us to speak on, um, please email contact at virgentsense.com. Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. And what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear. What we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at DivergentSense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.